Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. A handful of other things, but first, let's begin this hour. Z News with the passing of Sinead O'Connor this yeah, morning. Yeah, I was super sad to hear this yesterday. I, you know, when her song was huge and ever, I just thought, that she was the most beautiful. I just remember that video of her bald with these big, beautiful eyes. And I just thought she was so stunning and so incredibly talented. Yes. And I just loved that song. I just loved that song. Nothing compares to you. Yes. Yeah. So it was very sad to hear that she died yesterday at the age of 56. Family announcing the passing but didn't re- reveal the cause of death. But everybody seems to be betting uh, it was suicide. She had a history of mental health struggles, and her 17-year-old son Shane took his own life last year. She posted last week that she has been, quote, living as an undead night creature since his death. Best known, of course, for Nothing Compares to You, a song that was written by Prince. 1990s when that was a number one hit. She would later reveal she wasn't a fan of Prince as a person. She was just as well known for taking moral and political stands. She was pretty fine. I mean, she was brave. The things oh, that, yeah. Whoo, uh, same year, Nothing Compares made her a star. She refused to appear on an episode of Saturday Night Live because Andrew Dice Clay was hosting. Summer after, she wouldn't allow a New Jersey concert venue to play the national anthem before one of her shows, after which Frank Sinatra threatened to kick her in the ass. Nice. I know. 1991, she joined Public Enemy in boycotting the Grammys to protest the Gulf War. And then in 1992... This is the one that she was probably most well-known for. That's the big one. She was performing on Saturday Night Live. She sang an a cappella version of Bob Marley's War, changed some of the lyrics to reference child sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. And at the end of the song, she yelled, Fight the Real Enemy, and ripped a picture of Pope John Paul II. Yep. That got her banned from SNL and caused a huge uproar. National uproar. Even people who weren't Catholic were like, that's not cool. Whoa. They were like, whoa. Even Madonna called it inappropriate. Mm. Um, Although some would say, especially in hindsight, she might have been a little bit ahead of her time. Yeah. Sadly, her career never fully recovered, although her memoir from 2021 called Rememberings and last year's documentary Nothing Compares did help restore her legacy a bit. Irish President Michael Higgins called Sinead, quote, one of our greatest and most gifted composers, songwriters, and performers of recent decades. Mm. I think this is an interesting perspective from Morrissey, as everybody is paying tribute to Sinead O'Connor this morning. He is uh, upset about it. 
He says the industry and the media treated her like garbage when she was alive, only to put her on a pedestal now that she's gone. He said she was dropped by her label after selling 7 million albums for them. She became crazed, yes, but uninteresting, never. She had done nothing wrong. She had proud vulnerability. And there's a certain music industry hatred for singers who don't fit in. And they are never praised until death when finally they can't answer back. All true. He said, you praise her now only because it is too late. You hadn't the guts to support her when she was alive and she was looking for you. Music CEOs who had put on their most charming smile as they refused her for their roster are queuing up to call her a feminist icon. And 15-minute celebrities and goblins from hell and record labels of artificially aroused diversity are squeezing into Twitter to Twitter their jibber-jabber when it was you who talked Sinead into giving up because she refused to be labeled and she was degraded as those few who move the world are always degraded. That's great. I know, that really is. Yeah. That really is. Um, yeah, that uh, that documentary that she was in, right? And then the... And then her memoirs, I, I feel like she was somewhat public right before her son committed suicide. And, you know, as, as, as was pointed out, it sort of helped restore her legacy. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like people really started coming around to her in her later, in later days. But yeah. I mean, my God, it's been 30 years. There was quite a, a tribute last night at the Pink concert. Which is cool. Yeah, Pink and Brandy Carlisle sang Nothing Compares to You, which was, even though Sinead O'Connor didn't write it, it was her biggest was her hit. Song. Yeah. Oh, wrong one. Yeah, here we go. I won't play the whole thing. I'll play like a minute or two of it. It's been seven. Beautiful. I, that's they what put I put that together in a matter of hours. I, that's what blows my mind is the insane talent of these people. You know, yeah. the band and you know the singers that they can just switch it. Yeah, yeah. and and come out and just insane. be so incredible. With mm-hmm. I wonder if that's spot. something maybe she used to cover back in the day. You know, like when they were doing like their club gigs back in the day, like Bogarts maybe because they don't have enough music to full of. Fill a whole set. Yeah. So she's like, I know the song. You we know the song? It. I know the song. Let's do it Let's together. Let's do it together. Let's do a couple run-throughs. We got this. Well, yeah. I, I'll tell you, that was pretty good. But I was at a New Kids on the Block show <laughs> the day that Michael Jackson died. 
Let How did me they tell do? you. Oh, they they had a whole thing. They were all wearing one glove. Oh, they had like they were dancing. Wow, it was. I'm it was sad something. that you missed Joe McIntyre last Friday. I at the know Ludlow the Ludlow Garage. Garage. Did you have you heard any reviews? Did you My know anybody that Sally went? Went and she paid for the VIP experience, and she said he was incredible. It's a very oh. small place, so intimate, intimate. So the VIP there probably is like literally right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she got to meet him. I'll, I'll Good share for the, her. I'll yes, I want to see the picture. Well, now that uh, Kevin Spacey was found not guilty in that sexual assault trial in the UK, what now for him? Are we going to see him in a bunch of roles, or is he going to go a little lawsuit crazy? Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Well, uh, Kevin Spacey was found not guilty. A London jury found him not guilty of all nine sexual misconduct charges he was facing. All nine. Yeah, that is seven counts of sexual assault. One count of forcing a person to engage in sexual activity without consent. And one count of forcing a person to engage in penetrative sexual activity. And all of these incidents allegedly involve four separate victims and happened between 2004 and 2013 when Spacey was the artistic director of a London theater. Hmm. Uh, after the verdict, Spacey said he was enormously grateful to the jury and humbled by the outcome of the trial. And yesterday also just happened to be Kevin Spacey's 64th birthday. And he hit the town last night. <laughs> really, or you're just guessing? He no, did. he he, he, he went out. Yeah, he went out to celebrate last night. Oh, wow. Now, I guess my question is this. You know, he lost his role on... House of Cards. House of Cards on Netflix, yeah. which was a huge, oh my God. monstrous success for Netflix. Oh, it was. And I, he had to be making a few bucks. There. That show was, I mean, before he left, I would say that that was one of the best shows that I have ever watched. Ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just because it, I felt like it opened my eyes to so many things. Well, I I mean, it put Netflix on the map. It oh, did. Yeah. It did. You For know, their original programming. Movie, right. In terms yeah. of original programming, prior to that, it was just kind of a movie rental service. Yeah. On yeah. a streaming platform. So my question is this. You know, all of the people who blacklisted him mm. for obvious reasons, you know, does this mean he'll ever, his career will ever be able to recover again? And if not, is this guy going to file some lawsuits against those who fired him before he was proven guilty? Yeah. That's what's so hard about all of these kinds of cases. You know, it, it's, it would just be, here's what I want. If they did it, it has to be so obvious. You know, I don't want any of this, did he or didn't he? He either, I want clear cut every single time. Because here's the gray area that you're in. I mean, once those accusations have been made and then you're found not guilty, there's still going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, eh, I think he just, you know, I think he did and he just got away, got, with, got it. away with it. Right. Also, it's like, it's hard because 
as a victim, you feel this way. But if a jury doesn't see that, like, I still feel this way as a victim. Do you know what I mean? Like You're still sitting there going, this happened to me. Yes, he's not guilty to me. You know, something happened. Yeah, I struggle with that because, you know, I'm, I'm a survivor of sexual abuse when I was a child that I've talked about on this show. And I, I didn't talk about it until well into adulthood because I never would have been able to prove it. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew that. So I, I was just too, and, and and I understood, I was old enough to understand the skepticism mm-hmm. and what that would unleash for me at that age. Right. Because I was young. I was uh, nine, or, nine or ten years old. Yeah. And I, I distinctly remember one day, I don't think I've ever told you this, after that happened, I was standing in the, you know, like when they have the car line, when they're picking the kids up from mm-hmm. school there. So there was another younger girl who had special needs who alleged that the elementary school principal had molested her. And so her mother obviously, you know, went public and, mm-hmm publicly accused him and there it was a big town scandal mm-hmm. again you know her word against his mm-hmm. and he ultimately kept his job but I overheard uh, some parents talking to one of the faculty members about how that crazy woman referring to the child's mother mm. uh, you know how dare she assault the character of such a respected man oh yeah. And that's all I needed to hear. That was it. Yeah. 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 So what that did for me, you know, at least at that age, was it made me not trust the system. Well, and, you know, let, let's say this. The system back then was far more broken than the system is now. I think people I are, so. you know, I hope so too. But, I, you know, I hope that people who have these things happening to them do come forward, you know, please, right. please do. Which uh, is know. one of the reasons why I talk about it. Right. Right. So, so it'll be interesting to see what, what happens, what, happens what he does. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Cause you know, on the other side of that, I do feel bad for those that are accused unjustly, you know, that didn't right. do anything. Absolutely. It's like, and it's like, okay, so at, at what point do we decide? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now that he's been cleared by a jury of his peers, does that mean, we go ahead and just go with what the jury said, and we look at Kevin Spacey and say, he didn't do it. Yeah, is he entitled <laughs> to some kind of reparations? Is he now? entitled to reparations? Does, you know, everybody should should everybody start hiring? I, f- I feel like Hollywood's going to hire him. I do just think? Because, well, oh, yeah. look at Woody, what's his face? Allen. Oh, my God. If you didn't watch that, Woody Allen. Uh, that was... The, the opening, yeah, the by what it would documentary, documentary about. about him on wasn't it on HBO? If that doesn't make you go, oh my god, and look at he has not suffered. It feels like Hollywood is more forgiving for multiple things, you know, abuse included. Mm-hmm. Right. It just feels that way. I mean, as someone that watches people 
go from drug addiction and crime to whatever. Mm-hmm. It feels like they, they as a Hollywood thing, often forgive people. True. Yep. Well, on, the, on the other hand, it's hard to unring that bell. Right. Yep. Right. It's just a horrible position for everybody. Yeah, I see both <laughs> sides of it. So it, yeah. it'll be that much more interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Will you watch his movies if he comes back and he's in something? Because there are people he's that a phenomenal actor. I'll give him that. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people that can't listen to Michael Jackson music. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's the latest on Kevin Spacey. That's where we are. There. Yeah. Be interesting to see what the next moves are. So Taylor Swift was in Kansas City the weekend after she was here. She sure was. Wasn't it? All right. That was her next stop on the tour. And Chief Star Travis Kelsey was there, and he had a plan. Really? He was on a podcast recently, and he told his brother on his podcast, New Heights, he told his brother Jason, who plays for the Eagles, that he wanted to give Taylor a friendship bracelet with his number on it. But he couldn't get past her security. He said, I was disappointed that she doesn't talk before or after her shows because she has to save her voice for the 44 songs that she sings. So I was a little butthurt I didn't get to hand her one of the bracelets I made for her. It's not clear what number was on the bracelet. Jason asked him if he meant his phone number or his jersey number, which is 87, and he said, you know which one. You know which one. He so I'm said, guessing phone number. I watched that clip, though, and he said that she doesn't talk. Like, at all. I, I think I was aware of that. Like, she doesn't talk the whole day. Did you guys know that? That she, the Just whole day her of voice. her show. Like, no oh, air past she the vocal cords. Yeah, she doesn't talk at all the day of her show. Wow. Outside of, um, war, what's that warm-up warm called? Up. Or whatever. Sound check. Sound check. Sound check's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine? Not talking at all. I've done that. Day. I can't. I can't. I've done <laughs> silent. I know, right? I got a word quota. You would never. You would never survive a, a silent retreat. Yes. I've done them. When my my cousins and I used to play the quiet game for a quarter, I always lost. You're like, it's I'm just out. a quarter. No, I was like, how long do we have to go without talking? Oh, I already lost. So what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> My friends always have to check in with me because I'm the quietest one in the group whenever yeah. we're whenever we're in a gathering. Are you still awake, Jeff? No, I I've am. I'm you just sleep with your eyes open. I'm before. enjoying the company and I'm listening. You know, I talk for a living. I'm sick it's of hearing not- the sound of my own voice at the end of the show. I'm just, Let's listen to someone else do else. the talking. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's your latest C news. Anything else on that front? Anything else you wanted uh, to squeeze yeah, in? Yeah, I don't think there's anything all that interesting. Uh, The only thing that I saw is uh, Netflix. We have a date now for the three-part Depp versus Heard docuseries. And it's going to be out Wednesday, August 16th. The trailer is already out. Trailer's out today. And is this with the cooperation of one or more of them? I don't think so. We'll have to watch the trailer and see. But that will be interesting. Because they they do a really nice job with those. Court little Yeah, yeah. on, on Netflix recently. All right, that's your latest e-news for now. We'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with the Whitewater Express Car Wash prize pack. But first, let's check the roads. We got Denise Johnson, and she has your latest traffic. Hey, Julie. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi. Hi, welcome to Jeff and Jen's Fake or For Real. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Doing great. So here are your three headlines. Pick the real one. You're going to Whitewater Express Car Wash. Okay? Okay. All right. Is it a... A guy stole a $600,000 Ferrari and crashed it into four more Ferraris. Is it B, woman steals neighbor's car and crashes it into her house? Or C, man stole his mom's Mercedes and drove it into a lake? Um, A? Yeah, you're right. It's the Ferraris. That is insane. You guys were. Oops, it is. I bet you got booted from your insurance, too. (laughs) Yeah. This is like a bull in the China shop story, except the China was luxury automobiles, and the bull was just a moron who had way too much to drink. Uh, 29-year-old in Salt Lake City by the name of Michael Martinez did some day drinking last weekend and decided to break into a Ferrari dealership. That seems like a good idea. (laughs) Sure. So he got into the showroom Sunday night by smashing a big glass with a rock. Then he found a $600,000 Ferrari that was unlocked, spotted a set of keys in the center console, and decided to steal it. Why not? I mean, I'd be tempted to. Wouldn't you? I mean, how do you say no well, to that? Well, it wants to be stolen. It, it, that's how I would see it, you <laughs> it's know. unlocked. They the left keys it. keys are right here. Yes. That's it. That's what's expected of me. His the car, car wants, wants to, to drive. Be stolen. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. So he apparently drove it through the big glass wall and hit four other Ferraris <laughs> on his way out. I imagine they're tricky to drive. I imagine that's one of those cars that, you know, you need somebody the first time to kind of show you where all the buttons and knobs are. It's been a long time. I used used to own a stick. I'm sure there'd be a bit of a refresh, but does everybody here know how to drive a stick? I can do it. It it ain't pretty, but I I can do it. If we have to save your life, I'm in, but I don't want to do it every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably end up stripping the hell out of your gears, but... Yeah, you're going to need a new transmission. But I'll I'm get dying. you that emergency room, <laughs> one way or another. According to police, guy caused $100,000 in damage to those four cars. Dang. See, if I'm a Ferrari buyer for that kind of money, yeah. I don't care what it looks like or that it was repaired. I want one right off the factory. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Untouched. Exactly. Yep. And obviously the Ferrari he stole got banged up, too. It's not clear how much damage he caused total, but they found him nearby walking away after he abandoned the car. (laughs) Well, all right. (laughs) That sounds right, too. I'm just going to leave the keys right here, guys. And they said, what were you thinking? And he said, "Eh, I was kind of spur of the moment. (laughs) It was an impulse. That's what he said. He he said the whole thing was kind of spur of the moment. (laughs) And that he'd been drinking all day. Mm. As if the response would be, oh, right. Oh, okay. Well, Got it. Yeah, no big deal then. So he's facing (laughs) charges for theft, burglary, and property damage. Oops. Yeah. Got a classic second date update you might have missed the first time around, but I guess that would be new to you, right? Avery. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Is in need of a second date update this morning. Hi, Avery. Hi, guys. Welcome in. How can we help? Well, I'm at this really great guy the kind of guy you know you want to take home to mom but he's not calling back and i don't know why how did you meet him i met him on hinge and we went out for a very long lunch okay okay how long i mean well the plan was just for us to like meet up for you know an hour or so and we were just having such a great time that lunch turned into a walk along the river and then that turned into like happy hour I don't oh, nice. have to go back to work. We just, you know, it's a nice <laughs> right, day. Whatever. Let's just go for a little walk. I'm in sales. I can say I got a meeting. It felt like it would have gone even longer, but it ended there because he, like, had to fly out that night, actually. Mm. Okay. So he was going to be gone for, like, four days or so, and he said he would call me as soon as he got back. Um, he got back, like, three days ago, and he hasn't called me yet, so. Are you sure he got back three days ago? I mean, that's when he said he was going to be back, so I just kind of assumed, yeah. Mm. Unless he got back and then he got called away somewhere else last minute. Oh, yeah. Maybe he had a fly from, you know, Phoenix to San Fran. I <laughs> uh, got a new fire flaring up in Phoenix. Got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a bummer. I was really looking forward to, like, hearing from him. We just had such a great time. And, you know, of course, I told all my friends and coworkers about this amazing, fun, charming, Ugh. you know, guy that I met. Um he, he was just really great. I just think that, you know, we spent, if we only spent that much time together and we were getting along so well, you know, we had so much to talk about. We laughed a lot. Um, he held my hand during the walk. Like, I just took that as such a good sign, you know. Mm. Um, and then when he had to go, he gave me just like a big hug. And I told him what a good time I had. He said, me too. And then he called me when he get back in town. So I just, I don't know. I have no idea i'm just hoping you guys can you know help me figure it out yeah did he volunteer that when he said he'd call you when he gets back into town or did or was that prompted by you saying hey will i ever see you again no he volunteered that that was you know that was him mm -hmm. that was him yeah. that's why it made me feel like oh he had a great time too like he wasn't just like saying it because i said that mm -hmm. and you know it just i don't know it was i took it as a good sign what kind of work does he do? I think it has to do like a sales rep for, I don't remember which company. That's okay. But sales. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And I hate that too. When you went back and you told a bunch of people you met this great guy. Because then people always want to come back. Have you heard? What's yeah. going What's going on with that guy? So, how's the Says guy? It, how's the guy? What's going on with the guy? I haven't heard from him. I know. It just <gasps> sucks. Oh. That's it. I'm calling Jeff and Jen. <laughs> we all need answers. At that point, you're not the only one that needs answers. Everybody else that you told needs answers, too. Yes. So, we need your help. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll call Derek. 
try to get a sense of what he thought of that first date with you, that afternoon with you. Obviously, if he spent the afternoon with you and he wasn't in any rush to get back to work, he was enjoying himself. So I don't know what's changed since then. We'll find out as Second Date Update continues next with Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Okay, Avery met Derek on Hinge. They originally got together for, the, the intent was to get together for a quick lunch, you know, maybe an hour and then go back to work. But it was so much fun, it ended up becoming like a whole afternoon. A walk by the river. Yeah. How romantic. And then that bled into happy hour. So before he knew, he'd spent most of the day with her. Date ended in a hug. He said, uh, I'm, I'm going out of town for a few days, but I'll give you a call when I get back. And that was three days ago, and he never did. So yeah. here we are. Did I leave anything out? Did I misrepresent anything? Nope. That's everything. Let's figure this out. Let's figure this out. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Derek. Yeah? Who's this? It's Jeff, Jen, Fritch, and Tim at Q102. How are you doing this morning? Oh, sh- I know you guys. <laughs> Do hey, we Derek. know each other personally? No, I don't know you personally. I listen to your show. I'm one of the two dozen people that watch your show. Ah, <laughs> nice. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. I'm really hoping you're not calling about the um, uh, second date update. I really hope that's not why you called. Why? Have you been behaving badly, Derek? Have you ghosted anyone recently? Hmm. Yeah, I have. I thought I might have hit the jackpot with this one. I yeah. thought she was great. But then a couple of things happened along the way when we were out on a walk. This is kind of weird. I don't know how you guys feel about this. We passed the dumpster while we were walking. Right. And she walked over to it and looked in. You know, not so bad. I thought that was a little weird. But, you know, but then it got a little weirder. She reached in and pulled out an old busted umbrella and got all excited and was like, oh, there's so much I can do with this. Oh. I've never <laughs> seen someone so happy about garbage. And honestly, I was a- afraid to ask, like, what she could do with that. So, you know, we walked around a little bit more with this busted-up umbrella for a little while. And then uh, we went for a couple of drinks, which was nice. They kind of forgot about the whole dumpster thing, you know, until I walked her to her car after the drinks. And I saw her car was, like, loaded with junk. I'm talking, like, it looked like... The, the set of Slumdog Millionaire. Ooh. This was like the, tra- the trash heap from Fraggle Rock, Oscar the Grouch. There was so much garbage in her car, there was hardly car. So there was so much junk, and the whole back seat was full of stuff. And I asked her about it, and she said she loves to dumpster dive and that she finds so many treasures. And I was like, well, what do you do with these treasures? And she started rambling about art projects and gifting to people and using it in her house. I mean... It was garbage, dude. And then she said she wanted to go back and actually get into another dumpster that we passed on our walk because she thought she just spotted a couple of bigger things and she couldn't carry them. Oh, no. Oh, boy. I mean, look, I can understand if someone's starving to death and they need to go in and get fine food. People are in that situation, but she's not. One man's trash. Well, that's so true. Listen, my father-in-law was kind of making fun of me because... I chucked an old suitcase that, like, the zipper handles had broken off. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like, you know how you, like, go around the edge 
the corner yeah. and it gets all worn and frayed and it gets mm-hmm. hung yeah. up and stuck mm-hmm. all the time and it was all dented and banged up from years of use so i'm like that's it i'm getting a new one and he's looking at it and he's mm-hmm. like this is still a perfectly good suitcase sure. why are you throwing i'm not going to throw this out i'm going to donate it and so he takes it down to the goodwill place and the guy who accepted it is like wow this is a really nice suitcase How he goes about that? yeah well my son-in-law he's got a little more money than <laughs> sense <laughs> <laughs> Great story. Than and then just last week, <laughs> I happened to be home. It was raining when the garbage guy came. Uh-huh. So I go running out kind of to meet him so that I could bring the, the, the thing in. Yeah. And, and as he dumps it, he notices my stepson threw out his old shot put ball from high school. Okay. And the guy sees it and he's like, whoa, you're throwing this out? See, I'm with yes. him. You should donate that kind of stuff. Why would you want that in a landfill? Totally. I mean. Well, I didn't make that call, first of all. But secondly, you're right. Like, in, you know, one man's trash is yeah. another man's. Treasure, absolutely. Reduce, reuse, recycle, man. Uh-huh, 100%. Right. So I'm like, hey, have at it. Huh. Well, I want to talk to her. I want to find out what you're doing with this stuff. Listen, you haven't seen what I can do. I just can't handle a lot of this stuff filling up the landfill. When it's still good, it can still be used. And like I told you, I'm an artist, right? I use some of this stuff for my art. I sell some of my stuff on Etsy. Like, people love it. That's great. Where do you keep it all? I mean, the car was full. There was hardly space for you to drive. Yeah, if you well, got pulled I over, you would where, get ticketed. Wherever <laughs> I can find space, that's where I keep it. Oh, is your so house pretty cluttered up? why is that space any different than a landfill? It's just sitting because there. It's not most. It's not being used. That's that was my next well, question. Are you yeah. even using this stuff? It's great that you're saving it. If you are in fact putting it to some use. Yeah, I'm using it. I'm, I make art pieces with it. I try to fix some of the things and use them in my home. Like oh. this is all stuff that can oh, be oh, wait, reused. So your house is just full of the stuff. It's just full of other people's stuff. <laughs> yes, I reuse. How long things. before a wind chime is just hanging garbage? I mean, then it's an interesting artistic piece. Yeah, I can't do it. Okay, well, it's not for everybody. Coming at me in my life. But it's great that you're repurposing this stuff for whether it's for yourself or for artwork to sell or donate or or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've reached that point in my life, and I know this is a place that Jeff has been like forever. That I get annoyed, like at little what are they called, chotskis? That kind of crap. What's oh, that like, stuff? Yeah, yeah, like knickknack. Yeah, yeah. like, like yeah, yes. Jacob comes home with this bag full of little stupid things that he's never. I don't need another plastic water bottle. I don't need another keychain. Right. I d- and all. Well, and people I'm who like, collect spoons. People collect spoons all the time. Like, yeah, I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? And I feel like crap throwing it in the garbage because yeah. I don't want all of these landfills all over the place. We right. donate it to our church. Like, I have a bag of stuff. Like, one of those Jeff Ruby canvas bags that I have sitting close by because my daughter is like, I don't want to get rid of that. But when I take it, she doesn't even know it's gone. Right. But what did they do with it? I I don't know. I think they give it to people that need that kind of stuff. Or they sell it. They have a rummage sale where they sell some of that stuff and it goes back to the church. But they have a lot of families in Butler County, which is where I live, that don't really have 
a lot of things. Some kids are like living in hotels and stuff and they partner with them. So I feel like if I give them a stuffed animal that I want out of a claw machine, yeah. I'm hoping that it's bringing Gets into the hands joy of the kid to a that kid really appreciates yeah. it. Well, with all the crap that people send us here on the show, mm-hmm. no offense, it's not listeners. It's usually like businesses or right. whatnot that are trying to promote their stuff. Yeah. I'm just going to give him the fritch, and she can donate him. Donate you him. should. Donate I'll, I'm not kidding. I'll yeah. put it right in my bag and take it. You never know what well, something I'm will make a difference to, to a know, kid. I've got all kinds of things at home I can bring to you. There you go. <laughs> Stuff is piling up. Or Avery will take it off your hands. There you go. Mode. Maybe Avery can use that. Okay, Absolutely. So, yeah, no chance of a second date, unfortunately. But, Derek, we do appreciate you taking the call. And, Avery, you sound lovely. Thank you for keeping well, our landfills. I don't sound lovely. <laughs> I'm sure you're quite lovely on good days. Yes. And you probably live in a very clutter-free house. Yeah, I bet you do. You're right. Fair enough. I don't own anything. <laughs> Different strokes. And for it's sure. all good, right? Yeah. Best of luck to you both, and thanks for coming on Second Aid Update. Thanks, thanks guys. guys. Maybe next time. All right. If you need a little help with the Second Aid Update, just send us an email, Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. All right. Speaking of stuff, how much money are you spending on impulse oh, buys? <laughs> and how many of those impulse buys do you still own or are sitting in a are closet using. right mm-hmm. yeah. Also, how to get free subs for life and the most annoying vacation photos you need to stop sharing. News that didn't make the news is coming up next. I want to give a quick shout out to Jody from White Oak, Susan and Mel. I met them last night down at the Grail. Um, Mm. Big fans of the show. Big fans. Big fans. All right. It is Thursday, the 27th of July, 2023. Very hot summer for most of the country. Excessively hot in some areas like we were talking about Phoenix yesterday. Uh, I was watching, you know, we watch news news feeds from all over the country here in our studio every morning. And and the Dallas news feed, they were talking about, you know, how we're dealing with the smoke from the Canadian fires. Yep. So now they're dealing with incoming Sahara dust. Dust. That's moving in that evidently comes from the Sahara Desert in Africa and travels 5,000 miles over these trade winds that sort of converge over central texas and wreak the the kind of particulate havoc that uh, we do only different uh not good for air quality the only real silver lining in that is that as it travels across the atlantic i guess it does uh, tend to reduce the likelihood of hurricanes which if you've noticed have not been as active at least for now yeah for now but there is a collection of hot weather hacks making the rounds online and like most hacks some of them are clever Some of them are stupid, and very few of them are actually useful. But here are a few anyway. Uh, Buckle your seatbelt when you leave your car so that when you get back in, the metal buckle won't be so hot hot. that it burns you. Wow. That's a great idea. That is a good idea. Because that is hot. Yeah, it's true. Uh, If your home's HVAC system is struggling to keep your house cool, it's possibly a dirty filter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We talked about that as well, Jeff, if you remember when the uh, Canadian smoke Wildfires, was yeah. coming into, they were that was a big thing about checking your air filters. Yeah, and changing it more frequently than dirtier. you normally would. And you will be surprised how d- quickly dirty they yeah. get. Uh, what else? What else? What else? You probably heard this one. Make sure your fan is switched to spin counterclockwise. 
so that it creates a downdraft mm-hmm. and push colder air toward you. Right. There's usually a little switch at the base. You want to make sure that ceiling fan is spinning counterclockwise. Good to know. To keep you cooler. Uh, when you start driving, do not roll down all the windows. Only roll down the driver's and passenger's windows, and the cross breeze will actually be much stronger. If you're wearing sandals and you have to take them off, put them face down. Oh, yeah. That way, when you put them back on, your feet won't burn. I remember that, That's a good one. That's a good hack. Or you can put them, like, underneath the uh, chair, like, if you're out so they're shaded. Some people like to put their suntan lotion in the fridge to enhance its cooling effects. Ooh. Uh, You can also put a few plastic bottles, three, three quarters full of water in the freezer. Because when the water is frozen, you put the the bottle in front of a fan and then rotate when thawed. Huh. It helps increase the, that, that's a great little, a little air conditioning hack if you don't have strong air conditioning. Just make sure it's only three quarters full. If it's full, then it will explode. You know, and then it good. When it freezes. Uh, you can put a large pot of cool water on the burner over your oven vent when the oven is on. If you must use your oven, it'll help keep your kitchen cooler. In the summer. And it's it's tempting to keep your windows open when it's hot, but if you have no air conditioning, they say close all the windows and shades that are sun-facing. Oh, yeah. So my nephew, Matthew, spent a semester, spent a summer in Spain in a house hosted by a very sweet old lady who had no air conditioning. And his room was upstairs. Ugh. And he had to share the room with a roommate. Oh, God. And he finally had to sit down and ask the roommate to please stop opening the shade. Oh. Just keep it. Just keep just it, keep it just closed, it, man. Yeah. It will be cooler that way. Yeah. He had to, like, explain this whole thing. To me. The whole he was like, <laughs> concept. Oh, yeah. It does oh. make a difference. <laughs> Uh, what else, what else, what else? And then finally, the easiest way to cool down at high heat is to dunk your shirt in water and then wear it. Of course, that depends on where you are. But he can't show up at work like that. Yeah, the wet t-shirt look is not always appropriate. <laughs> but, yeah. Good tips there, Jeff. Good tips. Just okay. letting you know. We're going to have a hot couple of days here. So last night, I was, I want, I got my hair cut and my place I get hair, or my hair cut is uh, in, in Finley Market. So then I hopped on the the train. Mm-hmm. And went down to see uh, the uh, afternoon show. They were broadcasting live before the pink thing. I was uh-huh. like, I'll wander down there for a little bit. I got an hour, have a beer, see what's going on. And so they were broadcasting live. Natalie, she's like bending over and like rubbing stuff on her legs under yeah. the table. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, Freddie's like, that's how she's keeping cool. And I looked and she had a a complete cooler of ice water oh, underneath wow. her, oh, which, her which, which she was not putting her feet in because uh-huh. the guys were trying to get her to do that. She's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm wearing these nice shoes. But she was like taking the ice water and just coating herself with it. Wow. Like, that's bizarre. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess that what works. What was she wearing? Was she wearing tulle again? She, she had on like a bra and like a sheer shirt. It was like a see-through shirt. Yeah. Okay. Check not, out the uh, RNF Facebook page. There's a picture of them. Okay. I'm not the one to ask about fashion. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I was very fashionable for pink, but it was also very hot down there because when you get a lot of people in the oh, God, yeah. banks area, there's not much wind. Air circulation. Wind. There's either. not a lot of that. Yeah. So right. I'm sure yeah. that was challenging. 
Yeah, our current forecast for today, expecting hot sunshine with the possibility of afternoon and early evening storms. Uh, We do have a heat advisory that will kick off at noon today until 9 p.m. on Friday. The heat index will make it feel like it's 100 degrees, even though the official high is only 90, only 90, he said. Right now it's 74 here at Cincinnati's Q102. So I saw, why is that running? Hang I don't on. know, make it stop. Uh, that's an operator error, sorry. Right. I didn't click the arrow like I was supposed to. Um, saw Oppenheimer yesterday. You did? Oh, how was it? Saw it on the IMAX screen. Where Where is that around here? There's one in Springdale. Oh, that's right. Oh, the only yeah. one I know yeah. of. The Springdale Cinema Deluxe. Where yeah. Jen spent the majority I used to of hang out 30s. there. It used to be my favorite bar in town. <laughs> there were Shimmers is at or whatever the name of the Chatters. bar is. Chatters. Chatters. Yeah. Is that still Chatters. there, Jen? It's still there. Oh, yeah. Nice. It, it wasn't very active when we were there at 210 yesterday afternoon. But uh, I thought Oppenheimer was great. I thought it was very well done. But I had a real problem watching it on the IMAX screen because... It was. It just felt like such an unnecessary assault on the senses. Why? Huh. Yeah. Why does that one need to be on? I mean, like Mission Impossible, Maverick. I get it. IMAX. Why did Oppenheimer need to be on IMAX? Well, I understand why, because cinematically, as it was shot in sixty-five millimeters, you know, it it it's, it does sort of call for that. But I guess from my perspective, it was just difficult listening to it because it was so excessively unnecessarily loud oh i hate that and we we got really great seats like we were kind of in the center of the theater but this has got to be something is this true for all imax movies or is this just this movie where the sound effects and the music is ear piercingly loud can be and the dialogue the voices are, are so low. Are low yeah. and they're kind of thin and you struggle to hear them. I had that with Maverick because I went to that same theater, the exact same theater, probably the exact same IMAX and saw Maverick and the fight scene at the end with the, the it was so loud that I right. almost had to peer, like touch my ears. I found myself doing that. Yeah. I wonder if it's we're weird to audio because of the radio but, but that's what's crazy about it though too i mean we're all are hearing impaired for i mean we, we are that's exa- what I kristen mean, said like kristen truth. said for you to complain about something it's too gotta loud. be yeah yes because we've been wearing headphones every day of our lives for how many years and we wear them loud but despite how loud it was i still missed out on dialogue because the dialogue was a lot of it was very softly oh, wow. spoken really interesting and but- so you'd go from like one extreme to the other but see, I, I think that it has something to do with our hearing because even when my daughter speaks in a lower tone or Scott is in a lower tone. It could I be our hearing. I can't yeah. hear it. We just, we struggle yeah. with low frequency. I think that's what it is. Yeah, that that's probably true. Hmm. So th- having said that, if if you think that's something that would be difficult for you just see it in a re- is there, see it in a regular theater. Is there anything that really needs to be, in the movie needs to be on IMAX? I no, mean, I mean I t- so Kristen said I'll tell you what like for a three hour movie she said I wasn't bored one second. It, no, that's it good. feels like it moves. However, I got to go back and watch it, and I I might have to do it with subtitles because I missed so, so much, much of the dialogue, of the dialogue that I found myself sometimes struggling to keep up with who was who and 
what was that innuendo that he just, there were a lot of nuanced things that yeah. I feel were lost on me. I mean, I got the overall gist of it, and mm-hmm. it was excellent, but I, it, and it was good enough that I want to see it again. Yeah, to catch Just those in details. a different setting. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not knocking Springdale or, or IMAX. We're knocking you know, they're, our own they're hearing. They're great theaters. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Honestly. it's probably just me, but. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder if part of it, too, is the way Christopher Nolan mixes down that audio. Yeah. Might be a production thing on their end. I've noticed that in lots of movies the last few years, watching them at home or a movie theater. Even, like, we watched Spider-Man the other day, and it was the same way. Right. Uh, quick break, though. We got a bunch of other stuff to talk to. So the what were you going to say? I was going to show Jen that Barry Manilow was on the television. Sorry. I know. I'm very, <laughs> I'm so going? upset. I'm going to be in California. Oh. And I'm so Cancel upset it. because he's like in, I don't know if it's Cleveland or Columbus or he's close by. Indy. I think he's in Indy, like in the other, the nights leading up to or following. And I'm gone for all of them. So I'm yeah. going to miss Barry Manilow. Bummed. Right. But you've seen him before, though. Oh, yeah. Once with you. Right. Yeah. And, and he was fantastic. Was no, it was well, a million was, years he ago. He was about half there. But, <laughs> but I remember when I saw him, and, you know, keep in mind, this was decades ago. He was very physically, you know, a lot of physicality He's on the great. show. He was dancing. Yes. I mean, it was a full show. He wasn't just sitting at the piano singing. Yeah, great. I, I don't know if you He's get an that now. He might have slowed know. down a the little The commercials bit. show him walking around. Waving his arms, you know. If but, I can't, I can't smile without you. If you can't get, what's he gonna do if you can't go to the show? <laughs> I'm pumped. So, what were you talking about? You mentioned the other day what it takes for people, what salary it takes for people to be happy. Yeah, you you quoted a statistic that we've talked about in the past, and you said it was around what did you say 70, 70, 70, 70, is the sweet spot. Yes, yeah. for people. We're gonna revisit that. Because okay. now we're talking about what people think, what what the perception is, what people think will make them happy, how much they think they need to make in order to be happy. Okay. As your news that didn't make the news continues. Next. It's no secret that a, that a buck stretches further in some states than others. Like, you know, here in Ohio, a buck, I mean, that can... You know, that can score you a couple hours of parking in this town. <laughs> I just did it the other day on, on Erie in Hyde Park when yeah. I went to the dentist. It just rolled right up to a meter and cost next to nothing. Did you put change in it? No, I got the app. A little easy park? I got the Cincy Easy Park app. Yeah, okay, great. And it takes nothing and, you know, it costs next to nothing. While in New York, a buck might get you two minutes. If even they don't even give you ten free minutes in New York like they do at some like most of the meters here. So a new report from MoneyZine, MoneyZine.com looked into the so-called ideal incomes for people across America to determine the salary they would need to be happy. And in ten out of the fifty states, people say they'd be cool with less than seventy thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Those states are New Hampshire, where the ideal income is 42,000. And our, do we know anything about the cost of living in these states? It's is be it lower in New Hampshire, than, right? It is if you're looking at lakeside property. Cost of living in New Hampshire. 
Yeah, I want to like wonder what the state rankings are for cost of living. The thing, you know, a lot of people from Massachusetts will try to make purchases, especially for alcohol, like in New Hampshire, because there's no sales tax yeah. in New Hampshire. But it, I feel like they make up for it with property taxes. It says the average cost of living in New Hampshire is around 56727 per year. Oh, so this is not close. That's April of this past year. Well, this report is claiming they can get by easily and happily on 42000 Hmm. Maybe, Maybe you're for right, an individual though. versus a family. Maybe hmm. you're right, though, Jeff. Like this, the reason why this number is higher is because of the coastal properties running everybody up. Yeah, lakefront, or yeah, or oceanfront. Delaware, forty nine thousand. Vermont, Vermont's expensive, fifty six thousand. Mississippi surprised me. Uh, they $57,500. Are these more rural areas? They gotta be. Yeah. I mean, cause that you could, where I grew up, you could live pretty well on 60 or $70,000 a year. Right. Cause there's just, I mean, just stuff is. Well, Indiana, they got $58,000 a year for Indiana hmm. as being a salary that a person would need to be happy. You know, I, I don't know if Indianapolis proper is the same as li- li- living in, say, Greensburg or someplace a right. little more rural. Or even like Sunman. I mean, there are some very close Indiana places that are still very rural. Yeah. rural. That's one of I want to visit Columbus, say. Indiana sooner than later. What's there? Supposedly the architecture, it's my understanding that a lot of the homes and the buildings, the city buildings are all mid-century modern, Mm. which is not something you see as much in the Midwest as you would, say, you know, in Southern California or someplace. Rhode Island, 64,000. North Dakota, 65,000. On the flip side, people in New York say they would need a salary of at least $289,000 to be happy there. I would agree with that. The next closest is Hawaii. There is insane. Oh. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, just even watching those HGTV shows, you're like, hey, we're just going to look at these really, really, really small 900 foot, 900 square foot ranch with no basement on a concrete slab. And it's $632,000. Oh, my God. God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. But across all states, the average is $95,000 a year in order to be happy. Based on what MoneyZine.com is saying, Mississippi is the least expensive state to live in based on the cost of living index, while California and Massachusetts have the highest costs of living, even more than New York and Hawaii. Wow. Do we even know what the average income is for an American family these days? That's a job for Fritchie. What? Let me pull up my friend. Google.com. <laughs> they also what was look, your question? The average income. What is it? Household 31, income. Thirty-one thousand for twenty. Average household income or individual income? Uh, this is. Which would you rather? The average, individual probably. The average individual income in the United States. The per capita personal income for the USA in twenty twenty was fifty nine thousand seven hundred and sixty five, and then the next year it climbed up to sixty four thousand. Oh wow! Then what am I looking at? 
That sounds high. You need to go to creditkarma.com. That's where I'm getting my statistics from. (laughs) (laughs) They also looked at the occupations where people are the least happy with Mm. their salary, and retail was number one by, by a long shot which was probably exacerbated by the pandemic when retail employees could not work from home and many stores also cut back on the number of employees. So when you work on commission in retail, do you are you getting at least an hourly wage like you do if you're a server or a bartender, even though it's like far below what minimum wage is, they still get paid something i know someone who works, works on commission in retail and she has a she has a minimum draw that's next to nothing what does that mean minimum draw meaning let's say they say you get 300 dollars a week okay just for showing up just for showing up okay and then your commission is is not added on to it but your draw is taken out of your commission basically so so if you make more than $300, they take the draw back? Yeah, like if you're, right. As, well, as I, as I understand it, if your commission is $1,000, then you clear 700 of that before taxes. Wow. As wow. it was explained to me. Okay. And then do most people. Everybody's got a different setup, though. Yeah. When people work on commission, are they getting 5%, 10%, 20%? How does that normally work? I think you negotiate that sometimes. For Sales. Retail or just in general? In, any. In retail, it's probably closer to 1% or 2%. And it, really? it's probably tiered based on how much you sell. So the more you sell, they might give you a higher might percentage. Up. Okay. Also, well, like- new business gets more. If it's a business you've been working with for 10 years, you get a smaller amount. But if it's a new business you bring in... Then you get You get more. a higher percent. I what about like high-end retail, though? Like if you work at Gucci... And you sell a ten thousand dollar handbag, you only get one percent of that. I don't know. Hmm. I do not know. Hmm. Anybody who wants to share, Explain we used to it. do. A, we used to do a little thing on our show called "What Do You Make?" What do you get? Where we would open up the phones uh-huh. and people could call in, and you know, you don't have to give your name mm-hmm. anonymously. Just tell us what you do for a living. I'm a high school teacher. I make thirty seven thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Yep. Or sometimes you'll say. I'm a high school teacher in a rural community, yeah, and I make this much money. Mm-hmm. And then someone would call in and say, well, I'm a high school teacher in a city, in a fairly large city here in the mm-hmm. area, and I make this much money. But I also have this many yeah. years of experience. Yeah, because all that counts. That was always it. We haven't done that in forever. All those play into it. Yeah. Yeah. Just open up the phones, 513-749-2320. We can what do you make? What? We don't want to know your name. You don't have to tell us the company. Just How much money? Yeah, the field you're in, the job yeah. you I have, feel like how we much usually experience you have. We do it around tax season. Yeah. That's when that Because, yeah, you, how much do you owe or how much are you getting back? We used to play that game, too. Yeah. Do you want to do that now? Well, we you do just kinda... have to play 1K letter of the day, so you tell me. Because it's all about money. <laughs> money! Money! God. We don't have to play the 1K letter of the day, but we can play the 1K letter of the day. Too. We've got four minutes. We got four minutes. There's we can take calls for four calling. minutes. Hi, who's this? Uh-oh. Hi, this what's your Patrick. name? Hey, Patrick. Patrick. I'm a car salesman in Milford, and I make 
you know, over six figures. That's great. Uh, I, work, that's... I, I work. I work commission. So, and what is your commission percentage? Like, what's the commission so, structure? So How does guys, it work? So, actually, this is the first time I ever got through here, so I'm actually kind of nervous. But so, I so you guys actually all got it right. Actually, it all depends on what you sell. The more you sell, you know, the higher percentage you get, um, and you hope to take your max percentage every month. So, what if you don't sell anything? Do you get a draw? Uh, you do get a draw, but you do not want to get the. You do not want to. You know, that's not what you're there for. You know, so right. And it is taken. And it is taken. It is taken out. It but, is taken out. But when you first got hired and you had no experience and you you had never sold a car before, they started you on a draw, right? Do, do you remember what that was? Um. So actually, this was only eight months ago when I started. So I I do remember it. Um. You know, you just. You know, they're very lenient with you at first, but, uh, you know, after a couple months go by, if you're not hitting your draw, they definitely start to, you know, try and help you out a little bit. And if you, you know, sometimes they'll just let people go. Mm. But they take the draw out of your commission, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. So it's like you, like you guys said, it's exactly how you guys said. Exactly. Okay. Cool. So is $1,000 a reasonable draw or am I too high or low? A week. Um. No, that's that's about reasonable. I think ours is like fifteen hundred or so. The draw a week or a month, uh, a month, a month. Right. Oh, okay. But yeah. So I think it's actually sixteen hundred. It's like eighteen. It's like an eight hundred dollar check every two weeks, but then it's taken back, and it, it's actually a really it's really hard to explain. Yeah, and to your point, you know, let's say you sell a car or a unit or or a widget or whatever it is that you sell. What's the percentage? Is it two, three? <laughs> Um, well, I mean, my, my, I work at a pretty, uh, a pretty nice dealership. My owner's very, uh, he takes care of all of us. It's about 18%. 18%. Wow, dang. Great. But it's, amazing. but it's not of the, but it's not of the car. It's of the profit. So. Oh. Uh, okay. So and what we is better the sell, sell that extended yeah. warranty. Uh, hey, I gotta yeah. go. I gotta go talk to my sales manager. If you can just wait right one <laughs> yeah, second, yeah, I'll listen, be right was, back. I gotta see if we can work yeah, some numbers. If I sold those big. You know that hundred thousand dollar Corvette. I wish I was getting eighteen percent of that. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Right. What? It, yeah, no, on a hundred thousand dollar Corvette. So what? What? Yeah. What would be the profit on a hundred thousand dollar Corvette? I'm not a hundred. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I haven't sold one yet. So, <laughs> but it's it's usually marked up twice. What the? Are they doubled? I mean, I, it, that's generally I, I how retail just, goes, right? I was kind of just using that as an example. I don't, I don't really, I can't really 100% really get into all that much. But okay. It is yeah. fascinating, though. You always kind of wonder, like, what kind of profit are they really making on the car? How yeah. thin is that profit margin? Because yeah. I've been told in the past that it's, it's not as big as you might think, which is why they're constantly trying to sell you, like, the rust protection package and this right. package and that additional extended warranty because that's where the real money is yeah and having you come back to the dealership for service sure exactly it's all um you know the service and all that good stuff it's you know it's it'll make the world go around yeah because i mean the common formula from my understanding with retail is you take the cost of what it takes to to make the product double that that's your wholesale cost double the wholesale oh, yeah. and that's retail I w- wow I wish it was. I wish it was double because then, you know, then you know, I might be sitting on the beach somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Patrick. Your ideal customer is Fritchie, right over here. Yeah, that's correct. She hates negotiating. I do, True. and I hate shopping for cars. I uh, th- that's why I have my man in my life is to help negotiate the deals for the cars. Fritchie's one of those people who's not willing to walk away. 
So if she strolls onto your car lot, man, you better you got her. strike. You got her. That's funny. Yeah, That's awesome. That's They're awesome. like, you know what it is? What, what gets me every time is, and this is how a lot of people are, is you don't even know how much something costs, and you don't care. They just come to you and they go, I can get you in that car today for $300 a month. Damn! Sold! Yeah. Whatever you yeah. got, it sounds good to me. It's 96 months. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. But, and $14,000 right. down, but... Yeah, no, nobody down $300 a month. Your loan is for 15 years. Oh, Sold! There you go. Sold. All right, buddy. We'll sell some cars today, will you? Yes, sir. It's hot out here, so... Uh, good you know, luck. Be, uh, sunscreen and water. Stay hydrated. Good luck. All right, buddy. Yeah, God Amen. bless you guys. Take care. <laughs> you too. Likewise. <laughs> Look at that. We got a God bless you. That's nice. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Hi, Q102. Who's this? Well, I, are we doing hey. anonymous? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're doing anonymous. You're not supposed so don't to say tell, who yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what do you do and what do you make? I work uh, for Financial Crimes, a financial institution, and I am a fraud officer. Fraud officer? I make roughly 82000 a year plus bonus. And how uh, do you I was get just going to say, I yeah. have a friend who worked for Wells Fargo, did the same thing, and she got bonused on what she recovered. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what and kind of earning actually, potential is there there with that? Oh, if, I mean, well, with my bonus, it's based on a percentage of my yearly salary based on the company's profit. Oh, oh okay. So less yeah, to do but with... I do have friends that work in the recovery part as well. Gotcha. Huh. Not bad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I was actually on the back in, it felt like a hundred years ago or a lifetime ago, the, what do you make? Oh, <laughs> so we've had this conversation before. Oh, that's funny. Have you, as your, yes. in, have your numbers increased since the last time we spoke? They have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. That's good. Were good. you still doing the same job back then when we last spoke? Um, I worked for a different bank, and I was more of an internal auditor. Got it. Well, good for but you. It was still a nice. decent amount. Thank you. Yeah. It was nice to talk to you guys. Hey, good you talking too. to you. Awesome. You guys right. have a great day. You too. Take care. Thanks. All right. You have four on hold for a reason? or I, I'm just, I, just I, I put them on hold because oh. you said to call in. Okay. Hi. Who's this? You can't say who no, it is. No, no, oh, we're right, not saying right, right. Stop sorry. asking sorry, who it is. Sorry. You've already forgotten how to play the game you created. <laughs> it's been a bit. Forever Stop asking. ago. Just go, line four, what do you do, what do you make? Old habits. And line four, you. what do you do, what do you make? Thank you, Fritz. <laughs> Hello, line four. Hello. Hello. No. Did you tell okay. him they were line four? All right, go on to line five. Uh, this is, now he's just roguing it right now. They Rogue. might be calling for 1K, is my point. All right, what do you do, what do you make? Hi, I work in nonprofit mental health, and I make about forty-five k. God See, bless and you. That is, Nowhere the, near this enough. This is where I get fired up. The jobs that really, really matter, yeah. right? That really, really make a difference in the world. That people really, really, really need. You get screwed. Well, she did say uh, nonprofit. Yep. I exactly. I know. You know, you get know, into that I'm world. In, um, yep, I'm trapped in my nonprofit because of my student loans. So mm-hmm. you know. It's it's that. So I, I did want to call in because I'm like, oh, these numbers I'm hearing are like so not not what I'm used yes. to. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for what you do. The world needs oh, you. Thank you. For sure. Oh, thank you guys. I I love you guys, and I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Hey, you too. Take it easy. Oh, 
evening. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. It is 825. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Thank you for the calls. We are going to switch gears here and get to the 1K letter of the day. But first, I check those roads. We got Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102. Yeah, so the way this works is we give you a letter of the alphabet. And if you can answer 10 questions in 30 seconds that begin with that letter, then you will win $1,000 that you can add to your salary. That's right. This year. <laughs> so we'll take caller 20 at 513-749-2320. If you're just joining us, we were talking about what people make in their jobs. Mm-hmm. And uh, just adding to the conversation, one person wrote in, uh, with overtime, I make between one hundred fifteen and one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars as a telecommunications senior technician. Wow, pretty wow. good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, let's see. Mm-hmm. This person says uh, she's an estate planning and probate paralegal. Got about fifteen years of experience, mid-sized firm, and uh, I make about seventy-five k a year. Hmm. Uh, someone else said, I work in clinical mental health, uh, but I make about 65K a year. The difference is this person works for a, uh, a for-profit company. Well, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the whole money part of things, but what really matters, <laughs> it's hard to... Hard to remember this when it's tough paying the bills. But what really matters is, is your work meaningful to you? Because that's what's bringing the true joy in your life. And what's really sad and scary is it's like 70% of the population isn't doing work that's meaningful right. to them. And that's, you know, you, you look at these people that work for nonprofits and you know that they're doing it. They're, they're not doing it for the money. They're doing it because they're making a difference in the world. And so they're probably much happier. But they sure could use the money. They could, and it'd be nice for them to have it. Yeah. But they're probably a lot happier than a lot of people that are making six figures who are doing it just for the money. Hey, Ryan. What's going on, Jeff? You are caller 20. Yes. 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 Today is your day. This is it. Let's hope going to happen for you right here right now a thousand dollars in your pocket i love that big exhale though that was like a big release <sighs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, i try every day of my life do yeah. you really you played before right yes i have played before i had the I letter so. t you had the letter what t as in tom t, t as in tom how did you do with a great letter like t I, well i didn't win a thousand no so. <laughs> how uh, many did you get do you remember I think like eight. Eight. Eight is good. Well, let's see if we can get you 10 today since you've already played, you know, the rules. 30 seconds to answer 10 questions that begin with the letter of the day. Don't repeat any of your answers and passing quickly is the key to winning. So make sure you do that. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Let's go. Okay. He's ready. Today you got the letter O, Ryan. O. But, But. You get an extra 10 seconds. Nice. How about that? So if you can answer 10 questions in 40 seconds that begin with the letter O, you will win $1,000. And you did pretty good with the letter T, so. Mm -hmm. Let's see Mm -hmm. how you do. We got 40 seconds on the clock, and I will not start the 40-second timer until Jen finishes asking the first question. Okay, so here we go with the letter O. Name something you put in a drawer. Ooh, pass. A hot dog topping. 
Onions. Something brown. Um, pass. A song. Pass. A school supply. Uh, orange loop. Something frozen. Oranges. A fruit. Oh. Pass. A body part. Pass. A store. Oh, Charlie's. A beverage. Oh, pass. Something I'm horrible. <laughs> Orange. Oblongata. Oblongata. Oh, my God. Or I Gina. just woke up like 10 minutes ago and oh. called you on the random. <laughs> well, oh, I sorry. love it when people call us on the random. Those are my favorite calls. Yeah. Yeah. A store, I was thinking Oshkosh. I, there you go. that's a good brand. Yeah, that is a good yeah. brand. My kid has so many clothes from yeah. there, too. That would have been a good one. Yeah. 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 You kind of screwed yourself, yeah. though, because you said fruit or yeah, something orange. frozen. Yeah. I was thinking Oreos. That's trademark Jen Jordan right there, though, man. That's what she, you know, she she puts something out there, and then you give the answer, and then the next one, she, the next question is the answer you just gave. Not necessarily, but it does happen sometimes. Yeah. Ah, well, darn I thank it. you guys so much. Yeah, right, you bet. Talk to you next time, Have a dude. Good day. Have a good day. Yep. Bye. Bye. It's eight thirty-five. Weather-wise, hot sunshine with afternoon and early evening storms. With feels like temperatures right around 100, even though the official high is only 90, it is 75 at Cincinnati's Q102. Denise Johnson, standing by with your latest traffic. Speaking of money, here's one way we've been saving money over the past year. We're spending a lot less on impulse purchases. That's good news. In fact, the average American has cut impulse spending in half. Wow. That's big. Yeah. We're still spending an average of $150 a month on impulse buys, but that's down from 314 bucks a year ago. Now, do you ever make an impulse buy? Ever? I'm sure I do. I can't think of one off the top of my head. So <laughs> give me some time to think about it. Even how about when you're when you're planning a trip? I mean, do you ever see something and, and you're like, oh, my God, we got to do that and click to buy right now because you're afraid that that, that that might sell out or you might not get another chance to take that opportunity. Do you ever feel, it's, do you ever have that feeling like, oh, my God, I, if I don't do this now, I might miss out? Not really. Never. No. Not even I'm like sure really good concert. <laughs> happens to me every day. So <laughs> like concert I'll tickets. I'll come up are, with something. I'll right. think, I'll It'll be our dressed in Lala. <laughs> Jen will text me. Did you oh, see those, the tiger print? That's, oh, my, oh my God. God. And we put it in the cart. It's like four left. We're like, well, we have to buy it right oh, now. Right now. I know. They just came out with another tiger print suit. I didn't buy it because it was like I'm this like, satiny just get thing. Two, it's Jen, like, it's no, fine. It is fine. What about upselling, Jeff? <laughs> Do you ever get upselled? That's kind of like an impulse buy. I did, yeah, I did a um, a prepaid maintenance plan when I got my car. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about the, like the extra meat or the extra cheese on the on the on the bacon thing. Oh, no. like when they're like, "Do you want to add cheese to that?" You're <laughs> like, "Yes, I off. do." <laughs> I'm talking about your car. Oh, well, you asked me if I'd ever been upsold, and the answer is yes. When I bought my car. I was offered a maintenance package, and I said uh, immediately, I was like, ah. And he was like, well, here's here's our schedule of services. This is our maintenance schedule of services. This is what you would pay if you prepay it ahead yeah. of time, and you get so many every so many miles. And you were like, yeah. just put it on. 
and I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's probably not a bad idea for the type of car you have. True. Yeah, because it's expensive to fix. Yeah. So now, I did, but it's great because I love going there and having the work done and not paying a dime. That's been awesome. What about at the grocery store? That's where I'm. I do my most impulse purchases at the grocery store. If I'm perusing the shelf and I see a new product or a new flavor or like now Reese's has brownie mix, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I got to get that. Mm hmm. Uh, what about DoorDash after you've placed your order <laughs> and then the little pop-up comes on because now they'll make another stop for you on the way, you know. So if you didn't order dessert to begin with, you know, something might pop up, you know, like the Dairy Queen might pop up That's funny. or something, you know, Does and you're like, really? well, while you're at it, well, sure. Well, my Bob Evans? I need a Buster Bar. Oh, yeah. They'll do that. <laughs> yeah. They'll do that or you just yeah. stop at Walgreens for you and get you something for your rash. I mean, there's all kinds of real? things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't order. I don't know. Let me ask you this. Are you capable of going to either the mall or like a store like Nordstrom? Uh-huh. Not finding what you specifically wanted. Right. And just leaving. Yes, I am. Yes. It's hard. It's hard. Are you capable? It's hard. Because I feel like I failed. Yes. If I've gone into a store oh, I and I went there for whatever yeah. and I, I didn't find something, I feel like I failed. So oftentimes, it will depend on what I'm looking for, though. That you mm. know, Right. I, I mean, can't tell here. you the last time I went shopping, like my mom and I used to always just shop to look around. Like we never had anything in particular that we were going to. Let's just go and see what's there. I can't tell you the last time I've done that. Would you that. always buy something though in oh, that situation? God, yes. So you Lots always of found things. something. We always found something. So yeah. it's in my blood. That's interesting too though how shopping has changed because even, you know, back to school shopping, I remember it being like a, a to-do. Mm-hmm. You know, like us... We made a day of it. We were going to get five new outfits at the Florence Mall or wherever, and that was it. We were going back to school shopping. You got one new pair of shoes and one whatever. Yeah. But the way that we shop has even changed. Yeah. Yep. I walked into Kroger the day, the day, was it the day I got back or the day after I got back from vacation? And the whole seasonal aisle was filled with back to school stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite. Oh, my gosh. When you yeah. don't even know that you need a four-pack of pens because you're shopping for your kid, but they're on sale. I love looking uh, at school supplies to this day. Dang. To this day. I still love it. That doesn't stress you out, though, this no. early in the game? Like, it's only July and no you're way. like, oh, No, it God, feels like, oh, my God. Because have you ever done it at the last minute and you get there and everything oh, you need is gone? Oh, it's picked over. Yes, and it's picked over. The Trapper Keepers, all that's left are solid colors. He didn't that cheat. Sucks. He didn't cheat. He got the Trapper Keeper. <laughs> My favorite thing about school shopping, though, is getting the list. Like, you get the list and you're all like, all right, Penelope, get in the car. We got the list. Yeah, it's time. Then, it's go time. <laughs> and then we, I give her, like, the little pen and she has the list. She can't even read everything on it, but I'm like this. Two subject purple <laughs> notebook. Do you see a purple notebook? 14 Tiger Rondo. I don't oh. even know how to say that word. Pencil sharpened. Yep. Do you see the Tiger Rondos? Ticonderoga, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. Yeah, Ticonderoga. Yeah. Yeah, you I know think what I'm so. saying. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say. Those right. were never great pencils, by the way. I don't know. They loved them. But the Hammond ones were. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if they still make them. 
Yes. And mm. then that's my favorite thing. And then even just last night, because we've been, we've done the shopping. We went to Kroger. And um, even last night, we went through all the stuffs that I'm like, oh, we need two boxes of Kleenex. Go to the basement, get in the closet, and get the two boxes. Not that, the two boxes. And so then she picked up, I got this one because it's got a tiger on it. I got this one because of blah, blah, blah. I mean, my parents always had what we needed. If we needed it, we went and got it. But I also remember school starts tomorrow. Hey, where's the bag from last year? Oh, okay, yeah. this notebook still's got three quarters of <laughs> paper left no. in it. Those <laughs> pens are fine. You got any free pens from the bank? Okay, I'll take one of those. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I just yeah. we did reuse our head because they have to have headphones with the jack. So mm-hmm. we had those still from last year, and then they have to have a wired mice mouse 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 mouse. <laughs> what Meese. am I trying to say? Moose. And so we saved that from last year too. But other than that, it was like all the new stuff, you know. Yep. yep. Quick break. We got Denise Johnson standing by with your final look at traffic of the morning. Uh, unless something big were to go down between now and this afternoon, we'll certainly break in. But for now, what do we have? Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.